Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots, your virtual short track. We are so glad you've joined us. Steve Post, Pit Road Reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon as we chat each and every week. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. Great. Well, yeah, you got you got out there on the road. Yeah. You got uh, you you got to one of your favorite restaurants. You got to the racetrack. You got to the garage area. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. We get Todd Gordon back on the road here. Things are good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's it's good to get back in the routine of things there. And uh, I honestly went back to one of my, I would say my favorite racetrack. Right. I, I wouldn't yes. say one of. I'd say my favorite. Right. I think Homestead is a phenomenal track, and and one that you know Kyle Larson and Cliff Daniels, they hit it. I mean, we talked about this next-gen car and how you can hit or miss week to week, and we've got comers and goers. Well, they hit this weekend um, and did a really good job of keeping up with it during the race. In fact, at one point, Cliff Daniels made the comment to Kyle as we started to see the shade come over turn one and two, hey, think about what we're going to need to do adjustment-wise as this track continues to shade. They kept up with it, I think, unlike... The 24 car, who, who was as good as him early in the race, but fell off when the shake came to one and two. Uh, Denny Hamlin came forward when that shake hit. So there was a little bit of a change to the racetrack. They did. But what phenomenal racing we had. The race for a second. Yeah. I actually, actually, and I think uh, I think Kyle Larson or Cliff Daniels, one of them said it afterwards. If the race for a second wasn't such a, a dogfight between AJ and Ross, yeah, I think those two cars could have battled with the five. But the two of them battling each other gave the five leeway to kind of drive yeah. away. But um, phenomenal race there. A phenomenal recovery by Martin Truex Man, Jr. Gosh. You get spun on pit road, and I, I don't blame Chase for that. And, and I don't think Martin does either. In fact, Correct. his, his yeah. post-race didn't say yeah, so. Yeah, kind of for that. Correct. Uh, I think he missed his pit box, and then he checked up before. You, you know, the way you'd come down pit road, you would stagger over a lane before you start braking so that you don't get right. run over. Right. I don't think he saw his pit sign. With where the sun was, and, and that yeah. he checked up in the line, and that, that got him spun out. But a, a great drive from basically last car in a lead lap, which was about 20th, right to sixth. Yeah, he was rolling, he was rolling coming forward. So, just a phenomenal race. And, and uh, you know, if we got lost on what the leader was doing, because the five car, the five Dude, car led a lot of this race 199 oh. of 267 laps. He had dominated two other races before and hadn't led, led, led 40 less laps. This one was insane. His his worst position track, the furthest back he got was fifth. Oh my God. All day long. I think he started there and, and you know, within three or four laps, got to second. And then that, that cycle where he had a bad restart yeah. and got stacked back, I think he fell back to fifth. I, I Just, love, yeah, I love so much about this sport. I mean, I love when we have beaten and banging, and I love when we have them six wide, and I love this. And there are days when I love seeing excellence 
And yeah. boy, we saw excellence. And the thing of it is, and you talked about it, they hit with the car, they hit with the adjustments, and they hit with the execution of everything, too. A lot of times we'll see a car really, really good, and the execution will go away. But that they that pit crew, and my understanding is Cliff Daniel had a little, little uh, come-to-Cliff meeting on uh, Sunday morning. Um, and just kind of rallied the troops, and uh, sounds like it. Uh, sounds like it was uh, it was well received. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the days that you sit on top of the pit box and you're just trying to figure out how you're not going to screw it up. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. more stress that way because you know you got the car to win. You know you're in a position to win. You just hope you don't screw up the whole thing. A cliff called a great race. Little, re- you know, he was he was a little responsive to the. Right. He let the guys behind him pit. He had enough of a big enough lead in every time that he could yeah. let them pit. He'd come the next time. And that's what happened with that, that green flag cycle that actually shuffled them back. He let the 19, who was who was really arguably the car he was going to have to beat. They talked about that the whole race on the five I, I felt like, and I felt that early. Yeah. The 19 yeah. was yeah. probably the one car that, that yeah. if he got in front of him, he'd be in trouble. Um, and he let the 19 pit, called him the next time. It just so happened that the caution came out while he was in turn four coming to pit coming road. To pit and road. that's the cycle that happened. But yeah. um, a great race. If you if you went there and watched it, you probably saw something different than you did on TV because yeah. you didn't have to focus on the five. You could look at all the all the rest of the racing. There was racing everywhere all yeah. the time. Crazy, crazy stuff. So yeah. great, great day on Sunday. And uh, we get it. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline into this uh uh we get into this hendrick motorsports five is in the owner's championship battle um so lord knows i i i tweeted on monday morning 2022 is the season that should end with three drivers doing donuts on the front stretch at phoenix a race winner who is not a championship four driver a champion and an owner's championship it would be the perfect ending of 2022 so we're going to end up with somebody outside the playoffs (laughs) that wins the race kyle larson finishes second and the points champion ends up third, third right? Yeah. I mean, I, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be that way? Why wouldn't it be? But. I, I do, and, and just a theme all year long, you talked about that great battle for second. You had college racing and track house racing battling for second. Not the old Blue Bloods, just the new upstart teams. I think that's great. College racing, we're going to have uh, Chris Rice, the president, join us here on the program, so look forward to talking with him. Do you want to back up a little bit to Saturday? I, I just mentioned, I love watching excellence, mm-hmm. okay? Noah Gregson, Luke Lambert, what that team is doing, getting their eighth win of the season. I remember in the spring thinking, how many races is Ty Gibbs going to win? Because yeah. when he was ripping them off there in the beginning, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, it's now Noah Gregson. That team 
has gone on fire. And again, it's fun to watch excellence. It really is. They're executing every aspect of that car and team really well. Yeah, they are. And then and then Luke's announcement this week that he gets yeah. to go cup racing with uh, Noah and continue that relationship uh, back back to yep. the you know the 40 Hugh car for uh, for Petty GMS. So that'll be a a great accomplishment for those guys. And and sometimes you step backwards to work your way back forward. You know, yeah. Luke was Luke was in a. You know, Luke was there at the 17 car at Roush before before Brad got there and, and kind of just yep. had to kind of step back and, and a good opportunity for him going forward. You know, somebody used this analogy, but we don't pick on a PGA Tour event that Tiger Woods wins by 21 strokes. Right. We, we, ta- we, we are in awe of the performance, right? Yeah. Well, we got two of those this weekend. But the cool part is, is that Outside of the guy that dominated the race, racing. there's great racing in the rest of the group. So it's you get both. Yeah, that's why that's why I love. We talk about this a lot of times. We're going to go a little inside baseball here with 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 radio with MRN, and that's what I love about our coverage with MRN is that is that especially with Dave and Mike out in the turns, Alex and Jeff, they're so good with play by play. They want to call side by side racing. Yes. So when the bat when there's no battle at front. They just drop back to second or to third or to fifth or shoot. There's been times we're calling a great side by side race for 16th, yeah. and I just love that because I think there's so much good racing, and we had that. Finally, getting to the truck series about a month, month and a half ago, we had David Pepper on, president up at Thor Sport Racing, and we talked about that young driver, Ty Majeski, who we all felt was coming into his own. Seemed like he was pointed in the right direction. He goes and wins Bristol to lock himself into Phoenix. Goes to Talladega, has a Talladega type day. Then comes to Homestead, gets the second win in three races, and is riding the wave of momentum. He's not saying favorite as far as the championship goes, but I'm telling you, with the momentum this team has and the skill set he has and that team, they are rolling, and Ty Majeski's going to be a handful out of Phoenix, I think. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And what a great championship for it's going to be. Yeah, you know, You've got Ty Majeski running the wave of, I mean, he's he's been really good and not closed out. Right. Now he's figured out how to close, close out, out, right? Yeah. And, and done these two. You've got Ben Rhodes was the last one to make it back in. Our former champion yeah. gets to race for it again. Zane Smith's been really, really good all year long. I mean, it's it, I, I, this is going to be a great race. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's fascinating. It's yeah. just going to be. It's it's so cool. So, uh, Truck Series field is set. Xfinity Series field will set that at Martinsville, and the uh, Cup Series field will set that at Martinsville as well. But great, great stuff from Fina or from Homestead. Just love going down there. I'm with you. I love the track. I love the vibe. I love the racing. I love. The, there's just nothing bad about it. And a sellout again. And a sellout. I mean, it's just like I mean, it's just just great, great stuff. So wonderful, wonderful time that is for sure. I just mentioned it a bit ago. Chris Rice. President up at Colleg Racing is going to join us here on the program. We'll talk all things Colleg when we come back. Uh, need to remind everyone that you can subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch Wheel and Modified Racing, Arca Menard Series, Pinty Series, and NASCAR Weekly Racing. Over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. The headliner this week, Thursday night, Wheel and Modifies, Virginia is for Racing Lovers 200 up in Martinsville. Uh, weekly racing, it's slowed down quite a bit. Uh, Langley, one of the NASCAR weekly series tracks, has the Sean Beluza Memorial. And really big news out of Flow Racing and the NASCAR Roots program, Florence Motor Speedway, which is revitalized. A buddy of mine, actually, Steve Zacharias. The Zacharias family <laughs> and the Post family go out. Steve's mom and dad babysat my daughters. 
So I go back with with the Zacharias family. Well, I go back to New York. Said so the Zacharias. I, I, I remember the Zacharias is from upstate New you York. You probably remember some scrapping and scuffling yes, on the road. They yes, are they are hardcore in your face racers. Steve is a third generation gentleman. Jim, his dad Bill. Steve is third generation Zacharias. Uh, took over Florence Motor Speedway. Brought it from weeds. It was out of business. It was not racing two years ago. Three years ago, took it and revitalized it. Uh, and it is a it is a it is a do it yourselfer project. Steve is doing it all himself, and I've I've had people go there and say, "Well, the bleachers are this, the bleachers are that." Uh, the place is open, yeah. and the place every time you go back, there's something new, something done well. Well, it is going to have a really big event November nineteenth. Flo has announced that they are putting thirty thousand dollars in the purse on this thing. Thirty thousand dollars in the purse, and the bulk of it will be in the second half of the purse. So if you finish 20th back last year, your purse will be double. It will be more than double. More than double. So uh, really, really cool. Oh, and then the other there, part there, of the there's a There's a little name that's going to yeah, be in that there's race, a, too. Yeah, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has entered the race, which if you didn't, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this, okay? If you didn't see this coming after North Wilkesboro, oh, yeah. you were not paying attention. And I had people with other races, well, he says he's going to run this fall. He says he's going to run this fall. He, Florence, was... One of the tracks, Florence and Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is no longer available. Yep. Those were his late model stock tracks. Those were where his formative years were. And he talked about wanting to load the pickup truck up, the dually, and go down there unknown. Uh, you're Dale Earnhardt Jr. You can't load the dually up and go down unknown. Uh, you might just as well embrace it. And he's embraced it. And so Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I was online last night and saw people are buying tickets. Like, this is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. His... His love for the, yes. for the for the history and for grassroots racing. I mean, we saw it at North Wilkesboro with with the with the Cars Tour up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I saw speculation that he yeah. may be buying the the, the Cars Tour. Too. So heard some um, of that. you know his love for for grassroots racing and making this happen and taking his platform and and helping to boost it. Yeah. It's a great one. And Flow Racing doing a great job with this one. You could tune into this one live if you can't get down there and get a ticket. I, I mean, it's it's going to be a sellout. Yeah. With, with him and where it's going, um, a huge purse. It's yeah. going to be, I think, a $12,000 to win show for a late model. For a late model stock race. Is yeah, is, it, is cano- phenomenal. And, and like you said, the back half of the field is, I think I think the, the Flow Racing announcement I was reading that, that came to me yesterday Um I think it's like twelve hundred bucks show up money for the Man. for the guys that make the show. So, so that's that's great for grass, grassroots rates. Yeah, we talk about it's so nice to have a winner's purse, but we it's so it's so neat to see there, there's a lot of people that 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 need that money back through the field. So tune into Flow Racing for that one. There Remember we go. Eighteenth and nineteenth. Absolutely, you can go for more information. www.flowracing.gomrn. Chris Rice, he joins us next. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR roots. And let's go. Well, speaking of NASCAR roots, a guy that's got deep roots in the sport of racing, motorsports. Mm -hmm. Joining us, the president from College Racing, Chris Rice. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hey, guys. What's going on? And it's so cool to be on here. I watch this. I watch Flow Racing all the time. And so, but it's so cool to be on here. I feel like uh, I feel like a superstar, like you know Todd and you guys. So I, I appreciate you guys having me. Well, I, I don't know about I don't know who's the superstar. He's the superstar. He's you're the superstar. So um, we are we are glad you joined us, uh, Chris. When we look at it, we're going to talk a little Cup Series. We'll talk Xfinity Series here in a little bit. When we look at Cup Series. 2022 the next gen race car one of the goals is to kind of bring the competition a little bit closer as one of those small upstart new teams mission accomplished by nascar how do you feel it's been as far as that goes uh, i said this um, on sirius xm yesterday uh i'm telling you i have really enjoyed the new cup car but i do not we do not take lightly that we have to fix it for the race car drivers right so i want to be very clear about that but I've really enjoyed the new race car. I've really enjoyed learning how many people it takes to make it go fast, um, how many people it takes to get it to the racetrack, I guess, and then the ability to turn it around. And what I mean by that is bring it home, clean it up, take it apart, and race it at the next race. Uh, that has been – I've really enjoyed it, and I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about where NASCAR is going with it. Uh, I feel like that we, we will as a group um, company and group fix it to where it's, it's soft enough for the race car drivers. And that's to me, that's number one priority, right? Uh, scares me to death. Every time our two drivers get them, anybody extends out of wrecks, but um, number one priority is we get those cars where they're, they can crash them, which nobody wants to crash and everything be fine. I'm telling you right now, these cars are going to be amazing. I mean, you look, you look, the playoffs is normally one through eight playoff drivers, right? Like, but now we have guys that's not even in the playoffs running in the top five. And it's it's so awesome. I love it. A little expensive to get started, but I think we'll reap the benefits over the next three or four years. You you talk about where it's leveled the, the field out, and you made the announcement you're going to bring AJ full-time into the 16 Cup car next year. Um, you've got to be really, really excited about, I mean, the recent string of success that they've had, and, and you talked about it here. I mean, I, I really felt like at Homestead, if you guys weren't battling like dogs with the one car, Ross Chastain, either one of you two could have put the pressure on the five. The five got a gift out of you two racing each other, but you got to be really excited about AJ and that 16 team coming forward with the runs that you've had building here lately. I'm, I'm super excited. You know, Matt Swiderski, you worked with him before. Yep. He, uh, he has done our cup program with me and us since we started it back when we ran the nine races. He's done a phenomenal job buying into our systems. Um, we've just taken our systems from Xfinity that we built and we brought them to cup, which people say you can't do. And, and we call them squid. Squid's like, yes. Then we got a crew chief with Trent Owens that has done it so many times and he bought into it. 
and it's worked. Um, we had to build – Todd, I'm going to tell you, when we left to go to the West Coast, we left two guys back to work on the cars. So, I mean, we've had to build the program throughout the year. We've had to – we said this. If somebody walks through the door and they're breathing, we will hire them. You know, <laughs> we were, like, just trying to figure it out. Like, so we did, and and Matt and Trent and everybody has done a phenomenal job, even AJ, understanding that we're building a program. We went to Coda, almost won the race. Mm-hmm. You know, we were at Indy, almost won the race. We were at Watkins Glen, almost won the race. Had a shot at uh, – at Charlotte. And then we just had another shot. AJ, I think over the last six races he's ran, had all top tens. He just had his best ever mile and a half racing cup. And you had him for six months at Penske. You know, I know he was young, but I mean, that group, including him, all our engineers. And I mean, we went through engineers and everybody has done an amazing job of understanding what the priorities were. They worked on those priorities and made everything better. Uh, can't can't say enough about our relationship with RCR and those guys allowing us to to be us, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Because I'm not, I'm going to tell you, I'm a racer. I'm a racer at heart, and I get pretty excited, and I, I won't, and I won't, and I won't, and I don't take no for an answer. So uh, can't say enough about those guys appreciating that and understanding that. You put you put so many things in, in, in the context. <laughs> I've got three or four things I want to build off of that. Let's let's touch on one that you you brought it up that I had him. AJ is very passionate and emotional at times. You know, I I hear you help him through those situations on the radio. How do you address that? That's a great question. And um, so we we failed as a group at Las Vegas. Chris Rice failed. I'm just going to put it on my shoulders. We I, we allowed the pressure. I wouldn't say pressure, but we allowed the situation to get to us. And we didn't have a good day on the radio on Saturday with AJ. We didn't have a good day on Sunday with AJ. Justin Haley had a great day. Daniel Hemmerich had a great day. Landon Castle had a great day. We get to we get to Homestead. We're not having a good practice. We didn't have a good practice in Xfinity. We didn't have a good practice in and um, and Cup. And I got there and I just closed the door and I sat down with him as a buddy. Forget we we're running a NASCAR team or a professional team. Sit down with him had deep, serious conversations. And if you ever get a chance, talk to him about it. I mean, because he'll talk to you about it. Had some serious conversations about it. When he walked out, he took what we talked about and he used it the entire two days. He finished the best he ever finished there. And he finished the, the, he had the best time of his life driving those cars. So you just have to deal with him different than you deal with me. Yeah. Uh, And and understanding how to motivate different personality types is is a key to being a, a, a good manager. And I, and I know you do a great job with that there. Uh, and, and he's, I don't want to discount it. He's got a ton of talent and his, his passion is, is just unmatched. It's, it's great to have that. It just has to be managed. And that's, that's part of what you do there and, and do a really good job of it. You brought up the RCR Alliance. Um, as a team like yours grows under that RCR Alliance, how is that maintained as you become more competitive to their cars? You outran them this weekend. And, and then do you see yourself growing out from underneath that support and becoming kind of on your own? You know, we, we talk about that with RC, not going to lie to you. We talk about it a lot. He wants us to win. I think our relationship with RC has been different than when he had furniture row, than when he had uh, JTG, you know, when, even when he had track house, he had track house here last year um, during that first year. So we have those conversations with Richard. I don't think, um, 
you know, we look at it this way. If we can help RCR and those guys help us, it's a win-win. Uh, do we ever grow out of it? I mean, we're in Welcome, North Carolina, right? Like, so, you know, it's, um, you've kind of made your bed. You've kind of, you got, you got your covers on it. You got your pillows. And if you need to change your sheets, you need to. But like, I, I mean, we haven't looked at that. If, that, if that's, to be honest with you, we, what we look at is how can we be better? What does five years look like? What does 10 years look like? How can we win a cup championship? You know, I mean, let, the owners, if you look at the ages of them, Todd, they're getting older. Matt Colling is young and that's what we look at. So we, we're trying to maximize these couple of years, figure out what, what the next step is. We know what our 10 year plan is. So I, I, we haven't looked at, do we get out from under that umbrella? No. Yeah. That's that. That's fascinating. I love how you guys are integrated in that campus up at RCR. It's fascinating. Uh, I went up to your open house last year and watching the big machine car go driving by and an Xfinity car, and there goes one of your cup cars up the road. And it's just, it's crazy. It really is. We talked a little bit about AJ Allmendinger. I want to talk also about Justin Haley, your full-time cup series driver. Uh, I would, and, and, and he came out of the box at the Coliseum and we're like, whoa, man, it's going to be his year. And then they settled into probably where we expected expected him to be but I am telling you Chris the last month month and a half we are doing leaderboards with him in the top five and the top 10 all the time it looks like that team is pointed in a really good direction as well they really are and um Homestead's not one of his favorite racetracks I'm gonna go ahead and tell you they went and tested and we got back and I, I I had to have a heart to heart with the crew chiefs and it was like hey if we run this speed we're gonna get lapped every 15 laps so like and Justin Hayes was like hey that's all on me right and but he was going to run about 10th on Sunday and they had a loose wheel, had a flat tire, they had all kinds of issues in the pits. And I look at activity. I don't look at results. And Justin Haley's activities this year has been phenomenal. Um, nobody expected him to go to L.A. Coliseum and win a heat race. Nobody expected him to go to the dirt race, win a heat race. Uh, nobody's expected him to run top five at, at Charlotte. Nobody's expected him to have an average finish over the last 11 races of 12. Nobody's had that. You know, up until this week, he had finished in the top 20 every playoff race. But I know it's in him. And I know the cup races fit him a lot better than the Xfinity races because they're longer. And he's a more meticulous type guy. He's not going to get you a lot of stage points. He don't want to wreck the car. He's trying to figure out where he needs to go. So that's just him. We're going to, I've told him he's got to run a bunch of dirt races uh, over the winter. You've got to get after it. And he's built a brand new dirt car. He's listening. Uh, we're going to help him, and we're going to make him better on the short runs. And next year, I, I feel like he'll be a contender for a top 12 every single week. And you you look at it, and I think my assessment of that that 31 team had a great run to start with. The, the, you had a, a wheel come off, and, and Trent got suspended for four weeks. I felt like that sent you back. Uh, it happened twice. It didn't yeah. just happen once. It happened twice. So you're exactly right, Todd. And then I I was a crew chief. Uh, I wasn't a good one. I feel like I run a race team way better than I was a crew chief. So like, um, but you take him out of the fold of this new car and understanding what to do at the racetrack, how to tune on it, being around his guys. So it happened twice. The whole first half of the year, he wasn't even there. Now they've had time. He's there. He talks to him. He talks to the guys. He takes them out. And I'll ask the cup crew chiefs. They stay for every Xfinity race so they can learn our ways. And I say our ways, but the way we built the program. They're at every Xfinity race. They believe in what the Xfinity teams are doing. They talk to the Xfinity crew chiefs. So you're you're 100% right. He was gone twice. He was gone for eight weeks out of the year, and that's a long time. You know that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So to, to, to hit on the growth of, of your program, we've, we've seen you go from, you know, a startup Xfinity team to the next year you were like, I don't know, 16 Xfinity teams, maybe it was only four, but, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then last year, you I mean, right after that, you come back and, and not only do you do a startup X, uh, cup program, but you decide to do two teams. So, so the growth has been huge. What, what's next year bring for you? We're going to stay the same. We'll be two cup teams and three Xfinity teams. Thank goodness. Um, but you know, the, the funny thing about that, you say we started two teams. We went, when we bought the two charters or Matt bought the two charters, we were going to buy one charter and just so happened we were able to buy two charters. And so I was like, Hey, we'll just lease it back to those guys. And that was all about that. We're going to start one car, call it good. Matt called me on Sunday and he goes, Hey, we're doing two cars. I got to go. <laughs> we ain't talking about it no more. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there went the rest of my hair. Like, okay, we'll do two cars, but that's the way Matt Cog is. And, and we've started two cars and, We've done it the way we thought we should. We tried to figure out the best way to do the 16 car because we knew we wanted AJ in it, um, but we needed, we want to win a championship. That's our goal is to win a championship. And if it don't happen, it don't happen. But our goal is to win a championship. So the second car has been fun. I don't call it the second car, but the 16 car has been fun with all the different drivers, Henrik, Noah Craxton, AJ. We've learned a lot uh, and we've, we've, we've made things better. And that's what it was all about. Chris, you talk about winning a championship in Xfinity Series stuff, and we have watched you guys over the course of this year on the Xfinity size. In fact, in a rain delay somewhere, you gave us access to information and insight. When I walked up on the pit box to grab a driver and you were having a team powwow with all your drivers, all your crew chiefs, and you're like, come on up in. And I'm like, ah, there's someone that doesn't belong here. Yet you guys brought us in. We did interviews with you guys in the middle of this process. It's been a struggle on that Xfinity Series side, and yet we we talked about AJ's maturity. He has regularly taken seventh place cars and gotten second and third place finishes out of those cars. How is the program? How are you looking? And and describe what that has been like because you guys have worked through some of the challenges. Since that day, we've gotten better. We're, we we got two spots better. We got one spot better. And we went to Texas and and I, I don't want to say we threw a hail mary, but we went we full full blow through a hail mary. And when we unloaded in Texas, I I want to say they were first. They were first, second, and fifth in practice. Then we got to execute, right? We got to learn how to execute because now you change the way you call a race, Todd. You know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're a 10th place car, you call the race way different than when you're a first place car. So Daniel Hemrick running, he ran in top five the whole time, ended up getting in an accident. AJ Allmendinger running in top five the whole time, ended up getting an accident, which actually took Landon Castle out that was running in the top 10. So we wrecked all three cars at Texas. We go to uh, Las Vegas, set on the pole again, finally got our speed back, finally got the stuff back that we needed to get back. And we didn't have the race we wanted to have, so that taught us, okay, we might have went a little too far with what we were working on. We show up at Homestead, a racetrack that I remember, I texted this to Matt, we raced last all the time. We unloaded second, third, and fifth, and we qualified, uh, Daniel Hammer qualified in the top five. We raced all three cars were going to finish in the top five. So from that day that you set up at Darlington and you heard the powwow that I had, we made gains. And that's all what it's about, right? Like it was about making gains. Now we're going to Martinsville. We got Phoenix is the place we're going to go to. And uh, AJ said something pretty funny. He says, we probably won't make the final four. And I looked at him. He says, because I feel like we're going to win Phoenix. So we definitely will not make the final four. We'll win the race and we'll be out of the final four. <laughs> 
you, you, you talk about that, and, and A.J., Austin Hill, Justin Elgar separated by seven points for that last spot, 25 points behind Ty Gibbs, the other one that's, that's kind of racing points right now. What's the game plan for the 16 team this weekend at Martinsville? You know, I, here, here's what our game plan is. I, I chased them points with Elliott Sadler back when I was young, and I'm telling you right now, you, you lose sleep over it. You don't, you don't do well. Your stomach gets messed up, and you can't control it, right, Todd? Like, all you do is go race as best you can race and do the best things you can do, maximize the points that you can maximize. Yeah, you got to call the race uh, a way to get all the points you can get. And Martinsville is a totally different racetrack. You can stop and you can do this, you can do all that. But just go have fast race cars, get all the points you can get, let the cars fall where they fall, give it to the drivers and, and take what it gives you. You know, we you can look at multiple things and say this is the reason we're in this situation. But at the end of the day, we haven't had fast race cars this year, and that's why we're in this situation. It took us to the end of the year to, to get the fast race cars, and we we finally did. And um, we just got to go to Martinville and execute. We execute, we're going to be just fine. You talk about those fast race cars and working all year to get it. Then as we start to spring forward in the Xfinity Series, you were able to bring Landon Castle back. You are able to bring Daniel Hemrick back, returning drivers. And then in my opinion, one of the prime young drivers, Chandler Smith. I think that I've had my eye on Chandler Smith for the last couple of years. I think he is the real deal and a future superstar in this sport. You know, just kind of talk about your lineup as you as you take these fast Xfinity cars that you guys have finally gotten to and and, and look into next year. Well, super excited for our lineup in Xfinity. Uh, you know, with Hemrick, I, I I don't feel like we're, we were where we needed to be. So, you know, you can look at that and say what you want to. And I think Hemrick has it. You know, yeah, has he won just one race? Absolutely. But the dude knows how to make cars go fast. He always can run in the top five. Landon Castle was getting better and better and better and better and better. And then we go to Texas in the spring and end up in an accident. And I felt like that set him back just a little bit. Now we're getting better and better and better. At Homestead, he had one of the best cars. He drove right up to second place, then knocked a hole in his nose. So he's learning how to do this. And then Chandler Smith, he ran a 26 car the other day, and he was right there with us. I was so excited to see that, and I feel like Chandler is one of the up-and-coming drivers, up drivers. And I just feel like once he gets in here, once he gets into our house and he learns the ways, what he knows and what he does is just going to accelerate him, right? He's just going to go. He's going to have bad days. He's going to wreck a lot, and he's going to have bad days. That's why you sign him to a two-year contract. That's why you get him, you know, early, and that's why you do the things you do. Keep the good drivers around him. Keep the older drivers around him. And I, I feel like Chandler Smith's going to be that guy that you go, holy smokes, where did he come from? Yep. So as, as you talk about this and Chandler Smith coming out of the KBM truck program to, to start with, I want to ask, what, what, what do you see as Kyle's impact on the alliance coming in as a driver and, and bringing basically the truck team to Chevrolet as, as a development team as well. Does, how does that impact you guys, if at all? Well, I think it's great. Um, two things. I think Kyle Busch sits in a meeting and tells you the truth. The second thing is most of the time you don't like the truth, right? But I think Kyle Busch is that guy, and, and I love that. Uh, th does it piss me off? Absolutely. It does anybody. when. You, when you're not fast, right? But well, that's what you have to have. And I think Kyle Busch has, has a little bit of redemption. Uh, dude hadn't won. Like, I mean, if you think about it, he didn't win this year. Those two guys spun out coming to the checker. He was fortunate enough to be right there. He so, backed himself into one, didn't he? Backed himself into one. So, like, you know what I mean? So, it's like, 
I think he's got a little bit of a redemption and he wants to show what he can do. Now, with saying that, we got to take what he says and implement it, right? And that's what we've done with A.J. Allmendinger. I think those two guys together are going to elevate the four cars that come out of uh, Welcome North Carolina, the eight, the three, the 31, and the 16. And I think you're going to see four cars running extremely well next year once we figure out and the whole organization figures out Kyle Bush's lingo, him figuring out the simulator. I mean, he's been with Toyota forever. He's been with Gibbs forever. So you got to figure that out. So it's not going to unload at Daytona and Vegas and California and be great. You got to give him a minute. And once that happens, ooh, I'm going to be scared when it comes to playoff time that he makes the playoffs. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Finally, Chris, before we cut you loose here, I, I look at your background. Going back, you, your, your, your dad and your uncle had a race team. Your mom was involved in the sport for so many years at South Boston. You, you're you a gas man for the Sadler boys, Richard Petty, Bill Davis. How has that all served you? All of the the journey. There, Look at that. There you go. Oh, man, good-looking bunch of young men right there. I was nice. that big guy. I was That's a great big guy. Yeah, you were the you, you used to be a big guy too. That's yep. it. Um, how has all of that experience served you? You know, everything from gas man to struggling team to small Xfinity team. To, how has that served you as president now at College Racing? Um, you know, I said God put me in all those spots, right? Like from the days at Bill Davis when I met Todd back when he was at Bruco, and all the people that I met, all the relationships that I was able to keep, um, good or bad. Um, you know, and I just think I was put in a situation that I was very fortunate from my mom and that, my dad to teach me how to how to speak. Uh, it was South Boston lingo, but how to go out and talk to somebody. Hermie Sadler. I spent a lot of time with Hermie Sadler. I got I got to give him a ton of credit. And every situation that I was in, we have implemented at College Racing. Uh, whether it's good or bad, we've implemented it. I've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, been around a lot. I've cup raced a lot. So. I'm just fortunate, you know, it's, it's been one of those things that I can look back. I want to write a book one day and go, Hey, the do's and don'ts of NASCAR from a mechanic crew chief and a guy that runs the business. I want to do that one day because you look at it and you understand that those are the things that people want to hear. Right. So I, I was just fortunate. I worked at Jay Robertson's where we didn't get, you know, but a couple set of tires with Kenny Wallace. And we, we just, our goal was that we finished top 20. And, you know, so all of those things have helped me. Um, I, I'm very fortunate to sit in this office and and do these these Zoom calls. And everybody go, wow. I mean, even like the Bristol Trophy gets to sit right there, you know, because that was one of my favorite wins. Um, yeah. It's just I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that I met Blake Cook and Matt Collig, and, and they believed in this guy from South Boston that had this love for NASCAR. And uh, we've taken it. He's taught me business, and it's been a lot of fun. The, my, my run in NASCAR has been a lot of fun. And as probably Todd can tell you, NASCAR is a grueling sport, longest sport in professional, um, professional sports. So it's a grueling sport. And for me to be here as long as I've been here, it's been, it's been amazing. I think I said last question before that last one, but I've got one more. How are your mom and dad? I, you're, I, I'll tell you what, I don't know your dad that well. I love you. You did good in the mom department. How, how are your parents? How are your mom and dad? Well, thank you. And that gives me cold chills because my mom and dad are great. I'm very fortunate to still have my mom and dad. Um, I talk to them quite often. Uh, my mom actually is still helping NASCAR sitting on appeal boards and different things like that. They're actually coming this Saturday. 
they call my wife and my wife's funny because they, they, we, they have a great relationship, my wife and them. And she'll go, Hey, we're coming this Saturday and we're coming to the motorhome. And Tammy's like, yes, you're always welcome to the motorhome. No, but I wanted to tell you just so you know, but that's my mom. Right. And my dad is so low key. He's, he's, he's always been like that guy that's kind of low key, just like whatever, but they're great and uh, love them to death. And, you know, it's not many people that you, that you meet that are like my mom and I'm proud to say she's my mom. So uh, really cool. And thank you for asking. You got it, Chris. Always a pleasure. Wish you the best at uh, Martinsville homestead and throw, but thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. Look, make somebody smile today. It definitely will make their day. That's exactly right. Make somebody smile today. That's right. There you have it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Chris Rice joining us from up at College Racing. Stay with us. More crew call in just a moment. Welcome back to Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR roots. Um, I'm telling you what, you it, it's funny, we go into interviews, and we go into an interview with Chris Rice, you go in with eight questions, ten questions, eight topics, and everything, and we come out of it with 32 questions and topics. Um, the guy's just fascinating. He's, he's, he's a dynamo, he's full of energy, full of life, and they're backing it up. On the racetrack, and I think ultimately that's 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 where it where it counts, where it matters. Yeah, it's, it's really been impressive to watch the growth of their program, and this year as well. But I mean, if you go back, it came in as an Xfinity team. Yeah. You, you didn't know when Chris first started. Black he brought up the Blake Cook piece, and right, um, and they were decent. They were going to be all right, and then the next year they're like, I, I said sixteen, but I think they they committed right to three full time like right. Xfinity cars. Just like wow, and then they became like. One of the players. I mean, really, they between, yeah. I, I would say, you know, the junior motorsports cars obviously are strong. The Gibbs cars are always strong. But they're the third player, I think, of that group. And um, they've built that. And then and then last year, they jump into the cup side and do the yeah. part-time deal. They won Indy yeah. with AJ, with AJ. Yeah. Uh, on a part-time schedule in the cup side. And, and then and then the two, you know, I, I, I love I love how Matt, uh, how we ended up, it must have been a buy one get one free <laughs> on, on the charters, <laughs> on the charters. But uh, and then you know to have an owner who's that excited about building and, and just no, we're going to do two. Like I can't imagine the stress that puts on Chris. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Todd, owners in NASCAR come and go all the time. Yes, we've seen we've seen this tale so many times, and more times than not, we end up with. People not getting paychecks and vendors running out of money. Matt Collig came in and and it's just he's been so. And there's a couple of them. I mean, Bob Jenkins is another one up at Front Row Motorsports. Their styles are very different, mm -hmm. but there are these young team owners that are coming in. And and there's been a bunch that have come in and had all kinds of problems and got upside down and got in way over their heads. But they have systematically worked really really hard to build something really solid there and 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 salute matt colleague and 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 getting chris rice on board early is is, is a big part of that as well yeah our, our our model is i mean our model for years has been tough to be profitable yeah when, when you look at it and and the, the teams that have been successful long-standing you know the 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 richard childress's the rick hendricks right. the roger penske's and a lot of those guys i mean you look at it i, I work for roger and and he saw a value out of, out of the racing program for all of his extenuating businesses. Right. And Rick, similar ways. And 
Uh, Matt, obviously, Chris brought up 71 businesses or whatever it is. I don't know. It's, uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. But, um, you know, it's great to see new blood come into the, into the sport yeah. and, and raise and, and raise the the program to, you know, the whole yeah. the whole sport up. And this new car, I think, is going to, you know, he talked about, Chris talked about, mm-hmm. there's an investment to get into it. But now we're at the point that you can start to maybe see some of these rewards come back and we'll see some ownership, you know, yeah. opportunities continue to flourish forward. Yeah, he talked about it. I was worried. Um, a guy named Michael Knight is a reporter for the Arizona and Phoenix, and he did a story three or four years ago about the average age of the cup owner. And this is this is four years ago, five years ago. And you're like, whoa, what is going to happen here? This is this is this is this is all older guys here. But we've seen so much change here with Trackhouse coming on board. Uh, I, I think I think Bob Jenkins was part of it then, and he was the young owner at that yeah. time. Bob Jenkins kind of saw the end game as far as that go up at front row. But we have Trackhouse, Denny Hamlin getting involved with Michael Jordan, Matt Collig. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's so much neat stuff with youth. Maury Gallagher's a little bit younger than some of those other yeah. some of those other guys. It's it's kind of neat to see that. You've seen a lot of good uh, new faces, yeah. in, and in a lot of new faces in competitive situations. Yeah. That's the cool part too. In like in the past, yeah. in the past, if, if you went back five years and said, "Who was the last new owner outside of outside of Furniture Row Racing, right. which which had his stint there, and they won a championship?" But the last new owner before that, really, that's made an, a significant impact was Joe Gibbs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, really, to to look at yeah. it, that's it was. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes back in the '90s. It was just you've had the same people, and we're starting to see that. That kind of turnover in, in the new new, new ownerships, the college and, way, the track house way, new ways of doing things as yeah, well. It's it's, stuff. it's it's great for where the future of the sports going. I think it's a I think it's a great place. I finally want to take my last question there and wind it back to something we talked about before, Chris. Kathy Rice, his mom. Yeah. Okay, we talked about about late model stock racing and the vibrancy right now of late model stock racing. I am telling you, when it was. Struggling, I don't know if struggling is a good word, when it was existing and rolling along, the one rock star was South Boston Speedway, operated by Kathy Rice. So whatever happens with this late model stock world, you know, we're going to Florence, we're going to run for a lot of money, Flow Racing is involved with it, Cars Tour, Junior, whatever, whatever, a lot of that is going to be on the back of Kathy Rice grinding it out year after year after year at South Boston Speedway, keeping the tour viable, keeping that racing viable. And boy, I'm telling you what, they, they deserve, she, she deserves a plaque or a medal or some kind of acknowledgement because she, a lot of times when a lot of these tracks were struggling, you could count on South Boston being good all the time. She is a rock star and I, I just love, uh, she's, she's such a sweetheart. She really is. But when you get back to that story we talked about before Chris, to bring it back around to Chris, yeah. uh, his mom is, his mom is part of the reason that late model stock racing, it, it, her mom is a big part of the reason that late model stock racing is seeing the resurgence it's seeing. Awesome. And she retired two years ago, although she's still got her hands on a few things. So yeah. <laughs> good stuff, that is for sure. And speaking of good stuff, Martinsville Speedway is upcoming for us this weekend. As we look at it, what, I mean, I mean we're, we're way long on time here, but in a nutshell, what are you looking for at Martinsville from the, from the cup side with so much uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, the spring race there was a challenge, Yeah, uh, you know, with, with shifting and and really, uh, my biggest thing is how cold it was. Right. An April night race just wasn't right. Uh, 40 degrees outside, you can't get, I don't care what it is. I mean, yeah, you, can't, gonna... you can't lay rubber on ice, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you couldn't get rubber in a racetrack. The place stayed to be one groove. It was really tough to pass. Goodyear's brought a new tire. They, they brought a little softer left side tire, I believe it was. And uh, 
We'll see if that rubber's racetrack down. It, it looks like it's a daytime race. Looks like about 60 degrees. So uh, that's right at that that kind of cusp of getting rubber laid down. If it does, we change gear ratios a little bit maybe. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be a battle. And, and I think the battle starts on Saturday. Mm. You know, and, and track position is a big deal. And, and getting yourself in a position where uh, where you don't have to beat the nose off the car or the fenders off the car to, to get yourself to the front is going to be an advantage. So uh, racing Saturday, that, that 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 practice qualifying show on Saturday is going to be a big deal. And I, I look for these guys. We're deeper in the season with a softer tire. It'll be interesting to see where that all goes. Yeah, Cliff Daniels had some thoughts about that as well and said, hey, you know, we're a different, we're a different company. We're different teams than we were in April as well. We know mm-hmm. a lot more about this race car as well. So give us all a little credit with that. So fun stuff. Our coverage of Martinsville begins Thursday night with a NASCAR wheel and Modifieds. The Virginia's for Racing Lovers 200. Can't wait to get up there. Love the Modifieds for sure. Then you talk about it Saturday noon Eastern time. NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying 2.30 Eastern time on Saturday. NASCAR Xfinity Series dead on tools 2.50. And Sunday, 1 o'clock. Love that. 1 o'clock. We're getting uh, airtime. So the race will start a little after 2 there. But you're right. It is an afternoon race. The Xfinity 500 NASCAR Cup Series race at Martinsville Speedway. My favorite weekend of the year. I love this weekend. I love this trip. I love Martinsville. And fingers crossed we have a good race. So... Good stuff, that's for sure. It's always a good race. Always a good race, that's for sure. Fun stuff. So there you have it. Uh, We do appreciate Chris Rice for joining us up at College Racing. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the ultimate home track. Find out more at www.flowracing.com slash MRN. Thanks for joining us, everyone.